0: Let's take Neck Mmm, y'all hear what I say Let's take Neck For your mother and your brother We're gonna hear from Eric and Devontae. It's strange times and these are strange days And it's strange people living strange ways So expect Let's take Neck Welcome back to Let's Take More, Nick. I'm Devontae. And this is Eric. Right? Nothing nothing too crazy going on.
1: Uh, I mean, it was new experiences for both of us this yeah. last week, 2023.
0: Yeah, met your son that weekend, Ugh. this past weekend, which was Saturday? Sunday. Sunday, yeah. You see him every Sunday. Mm-hmm. The little motherfucker came up to me and just like, I was getting ready to do some, some rows of what I was getting ready to do. And he came up and just like introduced himself to me. I was like, oh. What's up, little nigga? <laughs> Which was nice that he just randomly like came up to me. Most kids won't fucking just do that. And he just started going off, just fucking playing around on the gym. I was like, oh, this is fucking Eric's kid. Yeah. For sure.
1: Well, I mean, it's funny. I wasn't like that as a kid. I was really shy and reserved. I wouldn't be doing that at all. Like how bold he is? Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. So, uh but again, I, yeah. So basically I got my son this Sunday for the first time by myself and um you know i got a really taste for what it's like being a parent alone you know where Mm -hmm. it's i've been with the mom and obviously the mom's been the disciplinarian i've just kind of been observing them but it was all on me on
0: sunday so what was that like for you (laughs) be alone for the first time were you nervous or
1: not really i like picked him up and it still feels like a dream kind of it feels very surreal um yeah it's it's kind of like he's He's slowly becoming my kid because right now I feel like I'm almost watching someone else's kid, Mm, mm. which is fair. I mean, I don't have any connection with him or the mom. Didn't even know he was alive. And I, I would say the first taste I got, I didn't tell you this yet, of really feeling like a father of like, oh shit, how important it is to have that in your life. Oh, if he like kissed me on the cheek and he said, I love you, Dad. Oh shit.
0: Yeah. I mean, how did that feel for you?
1: It was it was after we, we let we left the gym, went wow. to the park. Yeah, when we got when we got out of the car to go to the park. It just felt surreal. But even for him, I think he I bet it's very hard for him to trust men because obviously the other guy that he thought was the dad is no longer in the picture at all. It's I mean at all. He's he left the state, so
0: I don't know. It didn't seem like he was very untrustworthy at all.
1: Not untrustworthy. I think he's very outgoing. But Mm. when it comes to someone sticking around, he's had so many people in his life and he's Mm -hmm. all over the place. So I think he's very friendly with people. But to actually have like a stronger connection, I would imagine as a kid would be tough. I mean, I don't know. You, You grew up more like he did than... Like yeah. I, I can't really empathize with him as much as you probably could. But honestly. every
0: every person's thoughts are so different, especially as a kid. I feel like for me I was much more mature than what most kids my age were. He had to grow up, probably yeah. too. So And for him he's had he's had father figure around most of his life, it seems hmm. like, who wasn't actually his father, but now you're there and you're actually his father and I think he feels some type of connection to you. In some type of comfort knowing that you are, you are his actual dad. And I think he believes that you're not going anywhere because you are, you are it. You are his father for mm-hmm. sure. His mother put it out there. This is your actual dad. I feel like he finds the comfort in that, which is why maybe he was so comfortable to go around and introducing himself to people.
1: At the gym. Yeah. When he mm-hmm. met all of my friends and I mean, he's, he hasn't even met a fraction of my friends yet. That's the funny part. Like I said, it still feels very surreal. Say so it's more real now, you know, I'm going to do, I'm going to be there, obviously do the best I can, but I could even tell when I dropped him off, you know, it was, it was tough for the mom. Cause it's like, whoa, like, I don't think she ever expected me to be there based on my response seven years ago, which I mean, at that point in my life, I mean, it, it would have been different if I'd found out, I'm sure. Like, and you know, I was like, oh wow, this is actually my kid, you know, that changes everyone, but you know, seven years difference, I was way more immature when I was 25 than at 32, so. Yeah. You know, I think she's afraid of losing him to me of just like, don't, don't take him away. And it's like, I'm not going to take him away. Just going to be a father. But it's tough because he was saying, oh, well, which room does my mom stay in? Because he mm-hmm. came to my house and it's like, well, she's
0: not going to be living here. Unless he, I isn't, be he doesn't. He doesn't really know yet. He doesn't.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's like we're. I'm coming into his life but we're not getting back together we were
0: never together it was you know yeah, hook, in his so, in his mind he's thinking there's a family.
1: Exactly. That's yeah. the that was hard to hear yesterday. Yeah. And to see that. And of course the mom would love it you know because this other guy left and you know she's struggling. Um like a lot of people are right now and it's like you know I I'm not here to save anyone and even my son I'm not here to save him I'm here to be a father there to save the family i'm not here to uproot his life uproot her life i'm just like i will try to be value adding while establishing boundaries with you because you know for the listeners that don't know me very well my uncle who uh it's my dad's uh, closest brother in age to him about a year and he was less than two years i think older than my dad um he committed suicide, I think 10 years ago. And he actually was in the priesthood and he got a woman pregnant in Mexico city when he was on a mission down there, got excommunicated from the priesthood and, um, had to, uh, you know, felt very, a lot of Catholic guilt and felt compelled to marry this woman. And then she had two kids that she had adopted and ended up being one of the worst things he could have done because of pure guilt. He felt he had to be with this woman And, you know, it led him down, um, you know, a a pretty slippery slope with alcohol and, you know, eventually led to his death. Now, I wouldn't say marrying her, but idea that, oh, you created a life together, you need to be with someone. That's not the case. I mean, at the end of the day... You have to be your own individual. Life happens. Obviously, I did a lot of hooking up, especially at the bars in my 20s. So the fact that this is a thing is actually probably not surprising to, again, anyone that knows me. But at the same time, and what I would tell people is, you know, first of all, if you're going to do it, be safe. I get, you know, people are going to be people. But I look at alcohol. And, uh, you know, kind of going on a different tangent here, but <laughs> no, it, it, look at my uncle of what happened with him. And, and obviously my life, not only from my child, my injuries, I mean, it was all, I'm not going to play the victim card and blame mm-hmm. alcohol, but alcohol, if I look at my life, I'm like, oh, I was under the influence for my quote unquote mistakes of life. And it's just interesting that, you know, I, I don't think it's necessarily like a winner's choice for substances. And I know mm-hmm. a lot of people abuse it heavily probably the number one abused drug that and prescription pills in the U 100. S
0: you're not going off on a different tangent. I think you're just making the connection between what your uncle went through and him feeling the guilt and you not really, you're feeling guilt probably to a certain degree, but not you're understanding that you're not in the same situation that your uncle is in. And you're not over here marrying the woman. You're not doing unnecessary things out, out of feeling guilt no you're you're stepping up and being a father but i don't think you're doing that out of guilt i think you're doing that because you understand that's the right thing to do for you mm-hmm. and also for your child. Yeah,
1: it, it would literally it that's exactly. It's like this is a a real life a human person that I only not only have the knowledge and resources to benefit him and I also I think I'm at a point in my life where I can establish boundaries and you know that really comes to being present in your life. It's I realize I'm 32 about to be 33. I'm here in this moment right now. I've learned what I've learned. I've experienced what I've experienced. You, we all can go back in time. Mm-hmm. If we could go back in time. Time, we all would do it and invest in bitcoin and tesla and all be, be super rich but we can't do it so there's no point in dwelling on it that i can be okay with oh i will be value adding to his life and obviously she, the mom's been great when very reasonable uh, when it comes to kind of the child support and me helping her out and knowing that i can create a lot more if you kind of just let me run with things and Overall, it's been extremely cordial. I mean, I know a lot of people that are married that have gotten divorced that it's like they would they wish they honestly had my life. They're like, man, that's almost like an easier way to go about it. I've been told so far. And these these are people that are either married, thinking about getting divorced or are divorced. And it's almost comical to listen to them of just like. Oh man, that's like a pretty sweet gig. And I'm like, ah, no, it's not a sweet gig. Trust me. This is, he's experienced a lot of turmoil in his life. It's maybe sweet for me that I missed, you know, the diaper phase and everything else. And, you know, I've just got, got to have a lot of fun the last six to seven years. But even looking at my life, it hasn't been necessarily quote unquote sweet. Cause that's where, again, a lot of drinking, a lot of injuries have happened since he's been born. And of course, if I was just a father, those injuries wouldn't have happened. You know, I've got to experience a lot of fun, but it's also shredded my body apart, you know, again, seeking all this dopamine that we always talk about on here.
0: So... You say that you think that your son doesn't trust men. I don't think (laughs) for him he's developed that part yet. I think it's more so the mother who... You also said... You think she might fear that, like, she would lose her son to you. I don't think that's her fear per se. I think her her biggest fear is you just going away because one dude already did that. I think mm-hmm. if anyone's having a trust issues with a man right now, it's your baby mama and the, the, the fear of you leaving him.
1: Uh I yeah, kind of. I mean, again, I talked to her. you know, she she literally said that yesterday. Mm-hmm. Of just like, oh, he's like going to want to be with you more. Because I have more stability in my life mm-hmm. and I can just provide, you know, more, but it's, you know, more is kind of a relative term. And she's a much better parent than I am. She has a bajillion, like way more experience with that. She has another son that's 13 now. And it's like, okay, so you have all this experience. I'm not going to take anything away. And the fact that I'm not jumping into a relationship with her is important because you know you know it allows me to kind of live my life and establish boundaries and then it's not giving again a false sense of you know forced love or forced a forced relationship you know kind of what i saw my uncle do
0: think so, you're being honest with yourself where I'm, your I'm uncle trying. probably <laughs> wasn't honest with himself
1: and again back then this was in the This happened in the 90s, early 90s, and of course being part of the priesthood, he just felt a lot of guilt. I have no religious guilt behind any of this, so that does help. But no, again, whoever can be the most present in today's world wins, and I'm just at this point in my life right now.
0: What are you looking forward to most with with your son? Like, Is there one thing that you're looking forward to more than others?
1: (laughs) Yeah, this is going to go real deep here, but... I want him to be better than me. That's, that's it. And, you know, learning, I've learned so much about, you know, relationships and, you know, how people are kind of behaving now and how they're raising kids, you know, successful, unsuccessful, you know, there's no secret formula to it. But um, as I've said on here before, you know, I, I do believe that you, your kid will have a long, a better long-term run of things if you make them struggle you know quote unquote struggle early on i think you have to maintain a masculine frame if you're a father you have to you know demonstrate yeah values that you know again i I do believe that religion speaks a lot on why i am reading the bible you have to create structure in their life and again i didn't have any structure and i think that becomes problematic and so it'll be interesting to see you know i'm not going to leave them like kind of in the dust being like all right just good luck out there homie but it's like i want to teach but also be like, okay, whatever you choose to do, you're going to struggle to get it. You're not going to have it. I love my parents to death. I really do. And I get it's a very small percentage of the population can that can allow their kids to do that. But, you know, for parents that can, I wouldn't recommend it. You know, I get they're, we're very anxious now. We want to protect our children. I think it actually does them more of a disservice. And I've seen it because I've trained very wealthy uh, trust fund clients that went to CSU and, Most of them didn't even graduate, you know, very nice people, very intelligent people, but not a lot of motivation to go to school, to, you know, not go party, do drugs because everything's paid for. They know they had trust funds that they could rely on the rest of
0: their lives. Do you think those people felt the pressure to go to school because of them being, their parents being successful in whatever light that is?
1: Yes, absolutely. It wasn't even pressure to, it was like, you go. It's not, oh, you can think about trade school. You can think about not not going to school at all. It was you go to a four-year college. Not only do you go to a four-year college, but you also go to a master's degree, doctorate, like – Education is everything. I mean, hell, I got my master's in business, but I'm fucking waste of money. I mean, I met some good people and I didn't learn. It's not like I didn't learn anything, but most of my knowledge of kind of how life works has been outside of school. School has taught me certain fundamental things, sure, but everything I learned really from a business and even, I mean, my my uh, personal training job, cars, you know, it, it was all outside of school. So I'm not going to promote my son to go to school. Now, again, if he wants to go, I'm going to pay for it. I'll be like, well, you better choose something that you can make sure you make a living or at least think you can. You know, you know, I wouldn't leave him completely on his own. I'd You know, maybe pay for, you know, a year of housing or something for him. But I mean, he's going to be working and struggling because he. I don't think he'll rail against it. And maybe he'll listen to this down the road because, it, it, you know, I can honestly say looking at my life now, he will benefit from that a lot more. I would have benefited from it more. I'm not trying to live in the past or anything else, but as a father now, I have to rate. We're you know I'm raising the next generation of kids, and life is too easy now. You have to make them struggle more, and I've seen it. I mean, I've just seen too many people put it on easy mode. Now I get people even without money can put it on easy mode, but I think by having me as a role model and being like. Mm easy mode is not worth it. You know,
0: I do think that a lot of these kids that are going to school who they feel a lot of pressure from their parents, all these people who grew up not struggling financially, I think feel a lot of pressure from their parents and they go to school and they get the bachelor's degree. Then they go to school to get their master's and they're like, Oh yeah, I'm going to do this. And I I feel so excited about doing this. But then whenever they actually get out there and, and do it, they're like, this is not what I want to do at all. I <laughs> I shouldn't have done this. I only did this because... I was supposed to do it. Yeah, I'm supposed to do it. And it's like, well, now you just wasted six years of your life that you could have really been working on something for yourself, but you did because you think you are supposed to do it to please your parents. This, this life is not about parent-pleasing <laughs> at all. And I think a lot of people, especially the people who are coming from successful families, mm-hmm. which how I deem successful is financial success okay people who didn't grow up struggling for meals paying real uh, getting all the stuff that they wanted essentially i feel like most of those people are the ones who end up struggling later in life because they think they were supposed to fulfill something for their parents instead of themselves this life is the only life that you get so you have to fulfill it for yourself and if that's going to school for something that you actually like, if it's a fucking arts degree or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Maybe you're going to be a waste of money. Let's be honest. <laughs> All right. But if that's something that you want to do and you can live with that and you think that's actually going to better your life and you think that you're going to use college for the right things, making connections in that field, mm-hmm. go fucking do it. Mm-hmm. But if you think that you can do something better with your life, whatever it is.
1: Or just pursue something different, pursue a trade something, exactly. or
0: hell. I mean, if you
1: just did, dollar cost average your money and just go work at home depot or lowe's and just learn you know any job honestly making minimum wage and up you know even if you cap out at 25 30 an hour you do the math you're working 40 to 60 hours a week and you literally save your money you blow anyone with a college degree out of the
0: water financially i think in schools too we promote college way too much and we don't promote trade schools enough my opinion trade schools are like one of the best things you can go to because all of these trade workers this is this is the backbones of america Mm -hmm. for sure and we don't promote that enough and we look and a lot of people look down on these people who go to trade schools for this shit and they're like ew i don't want a job like It's like motherfucker you you know how much effort it takes to work these jobs Mm -hmm. do you understand like if we didn't have these jobs like america would crumble i don't care Mm -hmm. what anyone says we would fucking crumble
1: oh without infrastructure and automobiles and everything else. I mean, which is part of infrastructure. Yeah. I mean, it's a male obviously dominated industry, but everything I learned was from my friends. You know, I grew up, fuck the people that I lived with. No one was working on their own cars. Obviously that was all post-college, you know, fixing up and selling cars. I'll learn from buddies, you know, and again, what's better at the business side? Like I'm an okay mechanic and do brakes and simple shit, but I'm not ripping apart engines doing timing belts. No, I could learn how to do it, but it would take me, you know, triple the time. It would take a mechanic to do it, and I'd probably fuck it up still. Yeah. So, and I get I'm, I'm more strong suited in the business side, but having that knowledge, if, you know, my forerunner breaks down somewhere, me and my son are in the woods camping, I can fix most things on it. Like simple things, serpentine belt breaks, I can replace that. Like, you know, simple stuff like that. And Most of the people I grew up with, you know, in Cherry Creek, I mean, we're doing that. For sure. So and sure, again, I wasn't yeah. doing it.
0: <laughs> I can't work my hands one fucking bit when it comes to that shit. Learn. I should learn. I should learn. <laughs> I should learn. But I fucking I I personally hate manual labor jobs for myself. You know, I've done I've done them. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> so I'm not sitting here just bitching and not have tried. Yeah. I've tried uh roofing i've tried fucking installing solar panels i'm just not a manual labor guy when it comes to shit like that
1: well you're more like me i mean again we're both in sales for a reason as mm. we're much more interested in people than things which is actually tends to be more of a, f- a feminine characteristic it's i think more females. interesting or more fee- if you look at it like the standard deviation of men and women when men tend to be more interested in things women tend to be more interested in people but well, you and me, why we get along so well? Very interesting people. Me, obviously, I made an entire career out of it because I get stories day in and day out. Mm-hmm. And I, I would imagine that would be tough. You know, I've got friends that are mechanics, and they always tell me like, "Fuck your job, like fuck sales, fuck dealing with people, like fuck personal training, listening to people like that." They would that would be hell for them. Mm-hmm. Like me in a shop, just working on cars all the time, that would be hell for me. I, I'd be like, for Facts. you, it, it would be yep. it would be tough because it's, it's not interesting to you. People are interesting yeah. to you.
0: So, absolutely mm-hmm. i mean yeah that i mean that that was the thing whenever i was doing the roofing job i was only i was little when i was doing the roofing job i say little i was young and i was like man i need to talk to people i don't know what the fuck i'm doing i can't do this and the same with whenever i was doing installing solar panels like i would have there's a couple guys there i sucked at it 100 i was fucking booty cheeks at installing solar panels i don't know what the <laughs> fuck tools were i was just learning that shit but It was more money and somebody was like, dude, I'll get you a job. And at the time I was struggling, I was like, fuck yeah, Mm -hmm. fuck yeah. I'll fucking do it. I'll try to learn. I was going to school full time at that time as well. And I was working a whole other job in both jobs. One was a dishwasher and I fucking hated it because it was just me. I could not talk to anybody. I was like, man, how am I supposed to work? (laughs) Like (laughs) not talk to a soul. Like I want to have an impact on somebody's life and me washing fucking dishes Until 1 a.m. when I have class at 7 a.m. the next day. I'm not impacting anybody's life. I'm negatively impacting mine. (laughs) No. I was like, fuck this. This is when COVID ended up hitting. Yeah, it was. I took one semester at CSU. COVID hit. Didn't go back to school. Got let go of the dishwashing job. And I ended up getting let go from the solar job, which both ended up being a blessing in disguise. Awful. I mean, I was very close to getting evicted. Because I couldn't keep up with bills. And I was I was like, damn, I am out here. What trying. year was this? 2019. 20, beginning of 2020. Okay. Beginning of 2020. So this is when Right COVID, before
1: the pandemic? or It was that?
0: when the pandemic was starting to like, we were actually getting ready to go on quarantine type shit. Okay. Yeah. It was March is when we went on quarantine, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was around March time. And oh, man, it was such a rough time because I was so close to getting evicted. And COVID hit. And we didn't get evicted because uh, my roommate's aunt helped me out a little bit, gave me a loan. I paid her back. And I was like, this is great because now I get to sit and have self-reflection. And I was so happy that I I didn't have to work the dishwashing job anymore. I was like, oh, thank you, God, because I hated it so much. And I applied for unemployment, but I was like, I can't sit and not work for a while. Because my whole goal was like, I don't know how long this is going to last. I'm not going to sit here on unemployment. Mm Mm-hmm. And then have to find a fucking job. I was like, I'm just going to get a job now. And so I worked at King Supers, which was right across the street from me. I worked there from 3 a.m. to like 2 o'clock, which was fine <laughs> because there was nothing else I had to do in the day anyway. And I fucking I hated that job. But I worked there for a year because COVID went on for so long. But during that time, I definitely had to think about what the fuck am I doing with my life? Hmm. Not to go off on a different tangent. No, I mean but- we're
1: talking about education, and it's real, man. I mean that's so. what COVID hit, you were going to school mm-hmm. and stopped mm-hmm. basically. So you didn't go to the go in the fall of 2020. No,
0: you stopped going to CSU. I stopped going to
1: CSU. Uh, you know what happened, and, and you know I get you understand this. We talked about this actually. You know, basically you live through the highest, and we're 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 experiencing it. We experienced the highest inflation the U.S. has ever seen, mm-hmm. which basically fucked most of the population because. It's so hard to get ahead now. I mean, even if you're making decent money. I mean, I make decent money. I don't make a ton, but I make decent money for a single guy. And I still feel like, man, like I'm always making more than I spend a month, but it's like not nearly as much as I used to be able to. Just groceries are more expensive. Everything's more fucking expensive. Like, And I'm a really frugal motherfucker. I don't spend money on shit.
0: Dude, anytime (laughs) I go to the grocery store, I'm... I'm on those dollar fucking tuna <laughs> packets. Like, I'm making more money than I have been. So, but I still shop as if, like, I'm making nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm dollar tuna packets, okay? The most expensive thing I, I buy maybe once a week is fucking uh, lean ground beef, which is, like, I go for the cheapest one, which is probably $6. That's the most expensive thing I fucking buy. I found this deal where the fucking almond milk, coconut milk combined <laughs> is two ninety nine. okay? And it's in the fucking... Um, <laughs> Baking section. I was like, oh, fuck getting the cold milk. I'm just going to get this shit. <laughs> I shop as cheap as fucking possible. If we had a fucking Aldi's here, I'd be shopping at Aldi's. Do you What's know what Aldi's? Aldi's is? Uh-oh. It's Midwest. like a fucking. It's, Midwest grocery it's a Midwest grocery store. Grocery oh, okay. store. It's yeah. where it's like uh, all the knockoff brands. So you get everything at like a cheaper price. <laughs> nice. Okay. I'm all, I'm all about it. Don't give a fuck. Also shout out to Trader Joe's because <laughs> you guys have good prices for the stuff that you have. Ten times cheaper than fucking King Supers and Safeway.
1: They have got good stuff. I never even think to go there. I should. I just I'm all about efficiency. So I like hey, make my circle.
0: Trader Joe's is not that far from your fucking. Yeah, house. but
1: it's just my brain. You know how you get in patterns. And yeah, you do well, shit. we're gonna sketch so, that shit out. All right, well, okay. Fuck. Well, either way. Yeah. Well, now I got a kid. You know, I'm gonna be making more meals, and we'll figure out different shit.
0: And it's I'm so. telling you, <laughs> right now, honest to God, if you you can do the math, you're a frugal dude. You can do the math. Go to King Supers. Set an amount. Mm -hmm. see how much you get set that same amount go to fucking trader joe's watch how much more shit you get i've done it okay it's fucking crazy once at king supers spent seventy (laughs) dollars once okay
1: i mean eventually i want you to think more of like time value money where you're making enough per hour because of your connections because of other things you're doing it don't matter where you shop don't matter where you get gas you know that's the mindset that's like a growth mindset that i want everyone i mean listening to be at where you don't have to worry about the small things. Like, yeah, now I get it. It eats away. Don't be ridiculous with it. But you're making enough. Your time is spent better, you know, with your family or mm-hmm. making money than worrying about penny pinching, shopping around. You know, again, smart to do. But you know, most people, I'd, I'd rather see them in places where I'm like, yeah, you're not driving around trying to get the cheapest gas and stuff like that. You know, it's yeah. like you're you're making enough per hour where you just can go, kind of turn and burn. You know. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Uh, I don't, I just don't know if you're ever going to be able to take the broke out of me. Well, okay. No, I, and again,
1: you're, you know, and I, that's how my parents were. So that's where, again, that's where I behave the way I do. Cause, but again, you want to think about, you know, don't, you know, step over dollars to pick up pennies type thing. True. Cause I think that's a big thing. People like super frugal people can do. Sometimes it's better off hiring it out. Like, you know, me paying for Patrick to do this. Yeah, I could probably learn how to do it and save some money. Hell no. Like you know, shout out to Patrick. He is fucking amazing, an amazing editor. He's done a bang up job for us, you know, and he's Absolutely. again behind the scenes and there's no way this could happen without him. I don't have the time or energy to put into this along with my other jobs. So. And
0: then learning also learning the skill too. Oh yeah, no. Jesus <laughs> Christ, like I no. no. No, 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 no. Just like me making some of the ads and stuff, how much time it goes into me just trying to think of shit mm-hmm. and then creating that. I was like, I don't know where I can fucking edit. A fucking hour long, (laughs) hour and a half long fucking talk session. No. And then know the perfect points where to put them in, put in, fill space and shit. No, no chance. Need a team. Definitely need a team.
1: Can't do it all yourself. Again, stick to your strong suits. You know, you and me, good with people. So stick to sales. You stick to people oriented things. You're going to enjoy it more. And yeah, you're going to make more money doing it because you're better suited for it because it's your natural proclivity to do so. So.
0: What a big word. No shit. Proclivity. <laughs> that sounds like some sexual shit, dude. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> proclivity. It could be. <laughs> sounds like a fucking S T D. Sounds like a fucking medicine for an S T D, shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you got proclivity. <laughs> More allergy medication coming up. <laughs> <laughs> shit. No, but for for no. sure. It definitely it definitely does take a team. You got to find people who are good at particular skills. Mm. Like you said, you and I, just people. We love people. We like to get to know people, understand. I I think that's the big thing with us is that we try to understand people on a deeper level than surface. Like we we ask questions. We want to know what's made them them. And then we start piecing together. It's like, oh, this is why they act like this. Mm -hmm. This is why they say things like this. Because there's much more depth to people than, you know, How was your fucking day.
1: Absolutely. But a lot of people are not interested in anything more than that. Some people just don't even like to talk. I mean, mm-hmm. I know a lot of guys that literally have no interest in people at all. They'd rather be around machinery, cars, parts, mm-hmm. things like that than Ever talk to people? I got one of my best friends is is like that. No, again, they're all we're all social people to a degree, but there's different levels. Like you and me, very very high end on the the very social side, and there's a lot of I mean, a vast majority of guys are you know are okay without communicating at least as frequently as someone like you or me, which is cool. Again, those are a lot of the guys that build the infrastructure of this. Of the um, the world, and I would argue they're probably the men that are getting shut out of the sexual marketplace the fastest because they're not pursuing it. You know, they're they're not interested in it. And then the men that are are gonna, you know, someone like myself is gonna have a super high body count because again, people interest me. Trust me, that that translates into my sex life. Everyone, if we couldn't figure if we couldn't figure that out already. <laughs> anyway what
0: it makes talking to women a lot easier <laughs> oh yeah what's well, makes talking to anyone easier. anybody because
1: you're you're comfortable doing it because it's it just feels like right you know
0: yeah well i just i just i'm intrigued by humans and what makes them them which is why whenever <laughs> i was going to my community college i was they were like oh so what do you i was in like my counselor and like so what do you want your major to be i was like psychology he's like oh why do you want to go to psychology? Just intrigued by why people are the way they are. What makes them this way? How does the fucking human brain work? They're so intriguing to me. Like I, that's why I sit there and I watch people. And I feel like if I watch someone long enough, I could figure out a good story about them just by their mannerisms and how they how they carry themselves. I feel like I can make it. It might be like an hour before I figure it out. But if I watch you long enough, I feel like I will definitely figure out kind of what's happened in your life. At least some points, not all of them.
1: Mm -hmm. that's a skill that is a literal skill set so i've been doing this for a very long time (laughs) oh speaking of implementing that on somebody you got to tell the uh, listeners what did you do this weekend for the first time
0: (laughs) (laughs) so we talk about meeting people online and so i went on a date saturday with somebody i met on hinge first person i've ever met off of a dating app ever at 27 years old
1: it's very un. that's uncommon nowadays
0: I know. Mhm. And it was I wasn't I wasn't nervous at all. I was super intrigued because you you don't know <laughs> you don't know how this person carries himself. No. You have no idea what they sound like. You're only going off of what you guys have been talking about and sometimes people can fake that. Absolutely. Very well. And you don't hear tones. So you don't know how their humor is. You don't understand if they're taking your humor actually well, if they're reading it in a different tone, because they have to make up your voice. So I was like, how is this going to go? had no expectations, zero. I wasn't going in this looking for a relationship. I wasn't looking for a hookup at all. It was if we like each other enough to go on a second date, we'll end up doing it. If we're just like, oh, this could be just friends. Completely okay with that. If we're both like, hey, we're not really feeling this, that is okay. And I, I told, her, <laughs> I told her this. And I was like, yeah, I'm not. I have zero expectations. If we see more to this, then we do that. If we think that we're just gonna be friends, that's perfectly fine. If we're not interested, then we just call it that and we go on about our lives. No hard feelings. She took that really well.
1: That's good. Yeah. And
0: um, so, how would you rate
1: your overall experience? Just as I mean, positive. I mean, it sounds positive. It was a positive experience.
0: Yeah, it was a positive experience. Absolutely, yeah. I. <laughs> it was. It was a good thing. It wasn't anything that I have put in my mind before about meeting someone online. She she didn't come off how I thought somebody online would come off. Because I asked her, I was like, how many people have you done this with? Like, how many people have you met up met up with off of a dating app? She said I was only the second person, hmm. which was shocking to me. And she and I asked her, I was like, so you went on a date with the first person, and you were like, oh, this is awful. I'm not going to do this again. And she was like, no, the person just ghosted her. Okay. And that was two years ago.
1: Yeah. So it's been a while since she's been on. So it.
0: it's been a while. So I'm the first person in two years that she met off of a dating app, and I'm only the second person ever. Hmm. And I asked her, I was like, because I told her about that that one girl that we know. Who we both looked at her Tinder and she was in a place for four days and had 99 plus likes.
1: Oh, it's probably thousands, honestly, because she was in a very populous area, a very big city. So, and I look, I mean, all the guys swiping right, you know, it's just a bunch of gym bros.
0: She matched with all of those and, <laughs> and she was kind of thrown off by it. No, she was like, "Holy shit, what the fuck?" Yeah, so I was like, "It's not like that for you." She was like, "Not at all."
1: And that's she was using Hinge, Hinge versus Tinder, right?
0: So I don't think you get as many swipes on
1: Hinge if I remember
0: the apps correctly. Probably not, yeah but I feel like you would still have a decent amount. I didn't look at yeah. it. I didn't look at hers.
1: Oh, there was men in there. I've seen my oh. sisters. There's yeah, <laughs> there had to have been. Yeah, but
0: she was she was super sweet. You know, we sat there at a coffee shop. For Two and a half hours and talked, which was great. She was asking me questions, which I want to put out there. Most men know this, but women usually do not ask questions. In it my depends, experience. Yeah. Depends on the girl, but. Right. Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> it, it depends on the woman because she was asking me questions. And there's two girls that I've met recently, actually, that have actually asked me questions. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's interesting. And I, they're both. One was my age. And she's the one I went on a date with Saturday. She's 25. Mm-hmm. So I'm, uh, it's definitely got to be an age thing then because now I'm out of the point of I'm not messing around with 22, 23-year-olds anymore. Mm-hmm. It's a hard cut at 23. <laughs> hard cut off at 23. <laughs> it just didn't seem like they were – like the maturity level from what I've seen is just a 180. Uh,
1: it depends on the girl for sure, as we all know. But it's – yeah. And again, I, I'm just speaking yeah, from my experience. experience. Oh, yeah. Well, especially experience. we're in a college town, so it's going to be a lot of – you know, girls that are in school, and yeah, they're not going to look to settle down mm-hmm. or whatever. I mean, interesting. So, what was her longest relationship? Did she say like, oh, it's it's been two years? Has she been in a relationship? Or does we didn't say no
0: we didn't get into that. Okay, we didn't get into that. I, I tried not to dive like too, dive deep. too deep. Okay, that's fair. I mean, this is probably more of a second date yeah. type of thing. I mean, we we still text. Okay, yeah, almost we text every day since we first started Talk. talking. And how long did you guys text for before you met up? Ooh, two weeks? Two weeks? Two weeks. Okay. Yeah. because that was one thing too. It was was it two weeks? I asked her. I was like, uh, sorry if I set the date like too long out because I didn't I thought it would be nice to like talk first and then get to know you a little bit before we actually went out on a date. And she was like, "No, I actually appreciate that because some guys are like trying to would try to get a date quick. Mm-hmm. And she's she said she had to tell somebody before. It was like, hey, no, like I, we need to talk more before we go on a date. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So that's what you would expect. That's what you want is someone to want to get to know you a little bit more before going on an actual date. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Especially if you're meeting a stranger. Oh, yeah. no. You know? I mean, I've done it uh, many times, as we all know. It's,
1: <laughs> but I, I always went in with the attention. Yeah, intention. exactly. Yeah. Just like trying to fuck. So, like, I made that intention very clear pretty quickly. So At least you weren't playing so, around. No, I was always, like, brutally honest, you know. But then again, someone like her would probably just be like, no, like, not interested, which is fine. You know, mm-hmm. that's... Um, so, I've never really tried to use... Mm, I, I have used it to date. But, again, I found like the endless options, you know, the last girl. So two girlfriends ago, the last girlfriend I had was off of hinge. And, you know, it was just like, oh, you know, cute girl in early 20s. It seems nice. Like whatever. Sure. You know, you know, for me, it's, I was like too agreeable, you know, and I'd probably just jumped into it too fast. This is after I tore my latin tricep too. So I think a lot of it was just like a way to cope with that, honestly, which isn't healthy. Just like, oh, this will distract me from surgery five months later. So
0: I think that's one thing a lot of people do as well. I think we move – me too this mm-hmm. is something I used to do. I used to move way too quickly. And yeah. right now, obviously not trying to date, being in a relationship with anybody. But if I'm going to talk to somebody, I'm definitely going to take my time. Mm-hmm. Because right now I'm completely focused on myself. But if I am to talk to somebody, take my time. We're not jumping into anything, really get to know each other before any, like, big move is oh, planned man, smart.
1: out. Which is, again, good for you because you're not using it to hook up. Which is, again, it's good you haven't experienced what I have. Because it would be a hell of a lot harder for you to use that without being like, mm, but that girl, like, that deep throat, you know, and then I like, got those two girls that one time. Trust me, if you know if you've had that, it would change how you view that. Wow, oh, yeah you'd be fucked oh
0: absolutely <laughs> i know that for i know it for a fact oh yeah because you're like me it.
1: you fucking yeah I, you know, again it's funny that if so many men are jealous of my life and i'm like nah like you you i'm climbing a fucking mountain like just trying not to go blowbacks out is mm-hmm. really difficult when i know how much like fun crazy good sex is out there it's again it's a different wheel guys like all the guys that thought it was so cool what I was doing. It was a lot of guys, obviously that thought that was
0: cool. I was still t- if you tell, <laughs> we were telling, it, we were yeah. telling our one friend that, and he was like, wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And some of these people are very successful doctors, attorneys, like I've trained and just know, you know, very successful married people. And they would, you know, tell me their secrets and what their lives were like. And, that was the one big thing. It's like, man, you can like swipe on an app now. You can meet girls outside of your social circle and just smash. Like I haven't had sex with my wife in a year or something like that. Mm. It's like, fuck. Like, so of course that conditioned me of just like fuck fuck marriage and you know, any of that shit. Like, I don't want to be like these idiots. These some of these guys are filthy rich, but they literally never get laid. I'm like, Well, what's the point of having all that money? You know?
0: You know, it's interesting <laughs> hearing you talk now. I only know I only know like Maybe two Erics, Okay? <laughs> I only know two Erics. First one was a dirty motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Second one is a dirty motherfucker who was holding himself back. Congratulations. But sure now. hearing <laughs> hearing you talk and knowing the things you went through, but also <laughs> us talking about how you were back in like high school up until about 22, 23. Oh, super
1: shy. Super oh, yeah. shy. Well, I would look so young. Yeah.
0: Almost a 180, mm-hmm. right? Uh-huh. What would the younger Eric... Say to yourself now, what would his thoughts be on you now? Um, if you guys were to talk and meet up?
1: I, in a weird way, not surprised. I just would be like, oh, that's the path that I chose, you know, what I did. And like, yeah, I've always, you know, especially watching porn at a young age, I was like, well, that would be fun to do all that stuff. And then actually to make it a reality is like, oh, it's even it's even better when you make it real real life. I mean, I've never experienced anything like it. Tried to hit a lot of dopamine before. Of like, you know, again, my look at my sport choice, you know, extreme mountain biking, extreme dirt biking. It's like, yeah, that's, it's like, yeah, it's a hit, but like two girls sucking your dick at the same time. No, that's, it's a lever that it's unbelievable, you know, and that's, I get where the Bible comes in. One man, one woman, wait, you know, for marriage, for sex, because the more you fuck around, the more you find out. And it's really hard to go back from that when you're like that's the best thing ever i've traveled the world i've done all this shit and it's like "Mm, three way two girls like that's the best you know and yeah it's cool like you you can talk about it but then look at my body look at the fact that i have a kid obviously out of wedlock um i i'm lucky i'm not dead and you know i told you i woke up at 30 and was like what's the point of all this it's not, you know. I know we just went on a sex basically tangent with Eric again, but uh, you know,
0: <laughs> it's your therapy session. It's your therapy. Oh, session. thanks, buddy.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, it's it. It's not like, oh, be thankful you're not me. Just be like, it, it's just a different wheel of struggle. Before you jump the, you know, the marriage ship or foregoing a relationship, know that the alternate you know, whether you have a high sex drive or low sex drive is loneliness and injury. And it's not always the best stuff. So, and again, this is for women too. I I see it. I mean, I see it with a lot of single females. They struggle immensely too.
0: I read something interesting today and I hope I can quote this correctly. It was some study and I can't remember where the fuck I got the source from, but it said black men with kids are happier than Black men without kids, hmm. but it said women with kids are not as happier hmm. or not happier than women without kids. Hmm. What I don't, do. Hmm. I don't know. I read it real quickly and I just sat there and I thought about it for a second, and I was like, Jesus Christ, really? I wonder if these are single mothers, because if that's the case, I, I can understand that. I could understand it to a certain extent. I can. Yeah, I know you can
1: understand it, I can but understand I mean, it. just from my my practice, there's that's yeah. not true. There's no fucking way that's true. Because, and again, just my life in general or what I hear from women. Now, I I do believe a lot of women can forego having children, but I think, especially for women. Unless you really have an existential view of life, like, you know, me, of Mm -hmm. just like, okay, carbon, meat suit, fuck it, have fun. Because I actually know girls like that. I probably know like three of them. I think most, um, again, are more fulfilled, you know, whether they're single moms or not, with kids, for sure. And I know a lot of women, uh, mid-30s, you know, early 50s. And I would say the ones with children tend to have more fulfilled lives. They might be harder lives, but they're more fulfilled. And even men, I I would argue the men I know that are single versus married with kids, which is a very small number of our our age, obviously. Well, especially in Colorado, you know, that, again, the same thing. I think the men that had, that chose to have the family just have a little bit better lives than the ones that don't. Family, friends, clients, so.
0: I could see where a man with kids is happier than a man without kids. Mm Mm-hmm because for us it's we've given we're given that purpose and that's our lineage that's our legacy moving on so we want to we want to give to them like you said you want your son to be better than you mm-hmm. and i think that's something that drives a, a good portion of men is that we want our kids to be better than us and then we want them to want their kids to be better than them Mm -hmm. And so on and so forth. So, our legacy lives on. Well, not, yeah.
1: If you're going to have kids, that's important. You know, but again, for me,
0: I always viewed life
1: for most of my life as this is an absurd illusion. This is synapses of nothing. I mean, your neurons firing in your brain, us recording this podcast, me looking at you talking to you is just, it's a giant computer working, but it's no different than, you know, the plant in the corner of this room. It's still just carbon-based species. So now that, I mean, that's kind of a weird way to look at life. I get that, but it's true. It's just like, this is, um, you know, again, absurd existence in a meat suit. And it's like, okay, obviously, You know, I don't, I don't not think about that stuff still. It's more, I kind of laugh about it. I look at life as like, oh, that's, it is true and hilarious, the predicament we're all in. But even though that's the case, it's like, okay, well, I can enjoy my life. I'm not going to not be me. But also the fact I have a son now is like, well, how do I think his existence is going to be better on this planet? Knowing that it's like, well, he's here now. You know, I get that it wasn't something that was planned. anything else but he's alive and he's running around he's healthy you know i mean hell he could have been again a lot of things could have happened so the fact that he's healthy he's smart um you know nice you know why wouldn't i add value to his life and and be like oh well how should he navigate his life so he has a better life than me you know i think that's cool so different I, i less of a lineage more of like well there's another little carbon me out there and I'd be a good dad, so I might as well kick it with the homie, you know. <laughs> kick it with the homie. No, I would say you know for you, like it sounds like your experience on Hinge because of how you're treating it, it was very positive, and for her too. And, and I know you're a very respectful, nice guy, and you know I know for me, I, I sound I always like rail against it, which isn't appropriate because just just because I used it that way, it doesn't mean all men use it that way. The the problem the majority is majority
0: of them, I would say, do.
1: I, a lot of them are. I mean, there's. A, I know there's a lot of me's out there. Mm-hmm. It's more the attention that these girls are getting along mm-hmm. with the disparity it creates for men of just like you feel like you're nothing because you're not getting any matches. And then girls are getting thousands, hundreds. You know, I've seen most girls dating profiles. Every girl I've ever seen. Doesn't matter what they look like. Hundreds of likes, hundreds of matches because men are swiping all over. You know, again, a lot of them looking to get laid. A lot of them are desperate for girlfriends. You don't know. You really have no idea. You're just a picture of nothing. Mm-hmm. That's the hardest part to kind of comprehend is that if we're all using it, then you're you're missing out on meeting people in real life. You know, I'm a good example of that of just, oh, you know, I've dated someone in real life. You know, obviously, you know, learned a lot. That's over. But now it's like, oh, well, I just am going to continue to be present in my life. You know, I'd like to hook up. I'd like to fuck. It's fun. But, you know. Right now, I'm not. If I decide I need to, I, I don't know if I will, just because I know now how different, and again, I've always known how different sex is for men and women. We all think, and again, these the feminist movement has really promoted women to be just like men. I've seen it. I've had girls fuck me. It's hard to just fuck me like a man and go away because you're like, oh, man, this guy has shit together, you know, good in bed, All blah, 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 this, that, whatever you know, decent human being. Uh, There's not that many of them out there. So I want to like be with this one. I want to be like, stick around. I want to text him. I want to call him. I want to talk to him because at the end of the day we fucked. And even if I'm not coming inside you, guess what? Your brain is still thinking I'm carrying this kid, all this dopamine. Is because I'm carrying this motherfucker's kid, and it's like all these men are just hitting the guys that are able to do it and then leave. And it's like, okay, yeah, it's a, it's fun for us, but the ones that can pull it off. But it's, I would imagine most women, it's very damaging. And I'm probably gonna get all the flack for this saying this. And this is obviously a male's perception and how girls respond to me. I get some girls again can hook up, but I don't think if you're fucking a guy you really want to be with it, you can just walk away. I think it's way harder and, you know, kudos to you because again, you're going to be that guy for not doing it because it's like, I'm trying to pull myself out of like, Oh shit. Like, yeah, just sex is so different for us.
0: It is different for us. <laughs> that is a fact, man. I wish, I wish we could have younger Eric and younger Devante here. What's up? I just think it would be super interesting because who I am now is who I wanted to be when I was younger. In what way? just like confidence able to like communicate with everybody without feeling if someone's like actually judging me for who i am and it's like also i'm pretty decent with women <laughs> um, <laughs> which before i was i was not and it's like i know younger me would be like damn dude good job d you're doing a good you're doing a good job man and this is like middle school high school me talking It'd be, it'd be super, because I was just such a fucking weirdo. Yeah, I was too. Like super shy, quiet, weirdo. I was not, however I'm seen now, I was not seen this way back then. Yeah, I mean, I'd be
1: blown away. I'd just be like, oh shit. Again, I don't know necessarily proud. I'd just be like, whoa. It it wouldn't be surprising to me. My attitude about existence itself was, has been this way since I was like seven or eight. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, fuck me. Like, this do point to any of this, you know? I remember, you know, my dad made a bet with me when I was 16. It was 100 bucks. He's like, you'll be married by the time you're 30. Mm -hmm. And I was like, the fuck I will. Like, I ain't going to be fucking married. I ain't having kids. You know, again, I found people interesting. So I would listen to men. I'd listen to women. And I was always like, eh. Like, I like fucking hanging out with dudes more. You know, I seem like I'll just kick it with dudes my whole life. Mm -hmm. Again, I thought that at a very young age. So I think looking at my life now, single... You know, having slept with as many women, that'd be very surprising. And kind of figuring out, too, it's like, oh, shit, like you slept with so many women, you you could tell which ones were going to be good in bed and which ones weren't. So you no longer looked at women as how I think most men look at them as like, oh, it's purely sexual, like ass, tits physique everything else like it trained my brain to look at a girl and be like oh that girl is going to be good and bed." like that that's going to be really a really good experience for me mm. and that's where i'm very i am a lot different than a lot of guys because it's not all about looks i've been with very attractive women and unattractive women you know from a just how society objectively views it you know, the more a girl hates down on herself or thinks she's less attractive, the better and men she is. And it makes sense why someone would do that, you know, try to kind of win approval. And I was like, man, I, I just fiended, binged on that, I would say, you know, I, as terrible as that is to sound, it was like, you know, this freeing culture and movement. It was like, why wouldn't I, you know, it was fun. But again, to what end, you know, I'm going to do this
0: the rest of my life. Mm. So it's interesting that you say that your dad made a bet with you. <laughs> And that you would be married by 30. Mm -hmm. Because I remember specifically talking to my biological grandmother. And she was like, you're going to have a kid by like 17. (laughs) That's what she told me. Because she was like, all of us have had kids early. She was like, you're going to have a kid by 17. You know, your mom had your sister at 15. Uh, I think my grandmother had a kid at 18, I believe. And she was like, you're not going to beat me. I was like, yeah, no, I'm definitely gonna (laughs) fucking beat you. If I'm beating anybody it's your bitch ass. Like, (laughs) are you kidding me? And maybe that did something to me psychologically to be like, yeah, I'm gonna make sure like,
1: Oh, don't do that. Interesting. So you think it had like, yeah, I mean, I, I had my mind like made up when I was really young. I was like, ah, no marriage, no kids type thing. So when he said that, I was like, yeah, fucking right. Now, what does that stem from? A lack of Self-esteem, confidence, definitely, and even today probably still so. But, you know, at the same time, I'm a very intelligent person and I get like what the cultural movements have done and it doesn't promote marriage for men. You know, I, again, I can be very okay with my life as it is right now. I'm like, I'm very present, just like this is what I've learned and experienced. I'm not ashamed of it. I can't be, I can't hate on myself. I'm like, it's here right now because I know a lot of people. I know if I was married with kids, I'd be struggling in a different way. It's just life, but you will struggle. That is one thing that is important. So, again, maintaining some frame of reference and stability in your life, how you do it, it's very hard to navigate now because a lot of people are just choosing to not do that. Because, again, we've thrown religion out. We've thrown, you know, again, we're all equal and pursue a career and, you know, fun and everything else. And again, that's okay, I guess, but long-term it's not okay. And I think we're seeing that. So, but again, going back to what you were saying about Hinge and your experience on it so far, or any of the dating apps is like, okay, I can see how that's like a responsible use of it is still recognizing. I'm like, man, it's crazy. Like how interconnected and how, you know, again, the, the stats have shown, you know, two thirds of men of like haven't had sex in three years or are virgins that are under the age of 28 or something like that, which makes perfect sense. All of the women are fucking the top third and they'd rather share because they would rather have the crazy dopamine experience than a long-term sustainable partner. And that, that is creating downfall. a lot of problems for society. Yeah. Huge downfall for
0: society. Oh yeah. A lot of, a <laughs> lot of lonely men and women. Trust me. It's oh. both. <laughs> So many lonely people out there. But
1: it's not it's it's not men or women's fault. And that's where I think, you know, again, we're trying to differentiate ourselves. It's like, you know, I think we're each side is trying to blame the other sex. Mm-hmm. It's like, no motherfuckers, it's the technology, it's AI. Yeah. It's if we're going to blame something, it's AI hacking into our reptilian brains and saying, consume more of our product, dating apps, Instagram, blah, blah, blah. And the more you consume, the more you make billions of dollars for these people. Oh yeah you know they were interviewing uh the bumble C- ceo it's a woman i forgot her name but she i think she helped start tinder actually and i know her net worth is over a billion dollars and she was being interviewed on msnbc and she was saying oh how how great it was like oh like 7 of 10 relationships are started online and it's like this is amazing how we've interconnected everyone and obviously huge driver of revenue they keep be- beating earnings every quarter and it's like that's again and you've made this individual this woman sitting on the panel one of the richest people of human history literally capturing the hindbrain of of our our fucking self Mm -hmm. i mean again our our, it's like everything is to reproduce you want the women are looking for the highest quality genes men are looking for quantity and you threw that in everyone's face and yeah you're going to get a lot of men like me you're going to get a lot of lonely men that aren't having sex at all Oh, man, dude, it's, like, fucking scary to think about this shit, honestly.
0: It's wild. What's going on?
1: But, you know, you using it, it's interesting because you are a good-looking guy and you're getting likes. No, well, I mean, that's the thing. You're getting attention. Like, most men do not get as much attention as you. You're in the top third. So because you're in the top third, especially with looks, with dating apps, you know, naturally these girls are going to be like, well, there's a possibility I could get this guy. And then they're going to go left, left, left on every other man Mm. that just because physically he doesn't look as good as appealing quote unquote. And it's like, fuck, like that's how interchangeable people are now. And, and then for men, it's like me, you're just like, Oh, I want a new girl. I want a new girl. I want a new girl. Mm. So the novelty is everything to a man. So, but again, look at you using it again. I would argue responsibly, which I think some people are. I know my sister met her current boyfriend and it sounds like they're very serious on hinge. I would say almost every relationship I know has been started online. Of I think I've every met.
0: relationship I've I've seen so far, uh, Jamie and Slade obviously weren't. Um, no, nope. but like I, yeah, I not. There might know. be the only. There's two couples that I know that met in person. And obviously, my
1: generation, it's about half my friends. It was yeah. it, we call it pre-post heroin. My pre heroin friends that are all married now, you know, they met their girlfriends before the swiping apps, and then yeah. my friends that were single through the swiping apps were all single still, early thirties, single. And it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a line you could draw through, it, man. Yeah, I mean, if we look at it, if we look at
0: uh, particular ages, there's definitely an age group and above that's all met in person. Mm-hmm. But then you look at, at, at more so my generation, my age. Yeah. And low, they've mm-hmm. definitely met more than likely. Seven out of ten. Seven <laughs> have, out of ten. Yeah. Have That's met, probably right on, yeah, honestly. Have met online, which is mind boggling. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many of those actually end up in marriage like, or long term monogamy. I mean, I think a lot are. I know
1: several people in my family and friends that you know have gotten married off of it and actually i'm looking thinking about now i know a couple of people getting divorced that met in person you know so it's not the problem is maintaining it like even the people that meet in person now they're having a hard time staying monogamous we'll just say snapchat dating apps mm-hmm. for men and women it's both sexes you know men tend to be trying women tend to succeed at it and it's tough because you know being a human is cool and it's it's a fun experience to you know have novelty some novelty in your life but you gotta really establish you know boundaries not only with you and your partner but around yourself where you're just like all right I can't like for me I can't just binge on this stuff like yeah I don't need to necessarily be monogamous I because I truly don't know if that's for me long term any girl I've dated I'm like I'm not fucking anyone else right now but you but we can we talk about it down the road because again you're getting your biological need filled I'm foregoing mine which is uh, I'm okay to do But to just say, oh, well, I have to live like that the rest of my life because of these rules and it's like, no, let's talk about it and just hear me out. Like that's important to me. Now, again, that's those are pretty extreme boundaries. That does make it harder Eh, in today's world. There's more girls that are open to that, obviously, but it will make it harder for me to date. That's kind of the last thing I'm trying to do right now. It's what we get, man. And it's it's something. I mean, again, you you finally met someone. Sounds like a very nice person, that is looking for a relationship. Probably would be my guess.
0: Yeah, it definitely is something more serious. But I I think she's kind of in the same boat as me. as why she's not trying to rush anything. That's good. She's definitely taking her time. She has, I don't think she has any expectations either, which is extremely important. And I don't think she's putting any pressure on herself to be in a relationship. But it sounds like you you're going to hang out with her again, just as
1: yeah. You know, we already
0: got right? a second date planned. Okay,
1: but you're calling it a date. Do you would you consider? Okay,
0: well because would you con- go ahead? Would you go consider
1: ahead. the first time you met a date? So you said this is the second date.
0: I would. Gonna, it's more of getting to know each other. Okay, Be, but we did talk for two weeks. Mm-hmm. So I already knew, digitally you talked. Yeah, you know, I already knew a little bit about her. You never called her on the phone or FaceTime no, her or anything. No, 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 but then. We met in person. That's why we did a coffee date because very low key doesn't seem like there's a whole lot to it. Mm-hmm. You know, just sit there and talk, get to know each other. And now that we know each other a little bit better, and we we know our mannerisms and shit now. Now we go on a second date, which I I call a date.
1: Okay. Nice. Okay. I yeah. Know I mean, a I, fucking day. No, that's fair. I don't know. Um, yeah, what what we even define
0: that as anymore?
1: You know, of like. What is a date in twenty yeah. twenty three? Because a date could be going up to going over to Netflix and chill, or That's to. Not a date. Well, I mean, I, I know people that have met, have met that way, and they're like in relationships from those people. Oh. Just sold a car to a guy that literally was like it sounded like a Tinder hookup, and they're like three years together, oh, living together. Man, now. I feel like
0: I've met that uh, before. And yeah, again, never I, worked out.
1: Fuck, I, it's a choice. I mean, mm-hmm. even if you meet someone in person, it's a fucking choice. Mm-hmm. It's we have endless choice now. That's the hardest part. And especially the more options you have for a girl or a guy, the harder it is to make decisions. Again, it's, it's almost comical just to, if our grandparents could see, like I would love They're to know. Great, great grandparents. Yeah. Well, I'd say even my grandfather, he was like so much like me entrepreneur, just like business guy, like started different businesses. Mm. You know, some succeeded, some failed. I think he learned a lot, but, uh, like to see his because he died like right when the iphone was like beginning people were beginning to get them in masses so he never got to see the tech age like apps and everything like that i think he would be very interested in that he'd just be like whoa like where civilization has come even from he when he passed away in 2011 to 2023 is phenomenal mm-hmm. i mean it, it is beyond phenomenal yeah. what has happened
0: huh. Well, it's getting ready to be even more crazy now with AI. Oh, fuck yeah. Chat GPT. This is about to do some crazy shit. Crazy, crazy shit that we've never never seen in our life. We think technology growing in the last 10 years, 15 years was insane, which it was. Mm -hmm. What we're about to see with AI in the next year, two years, is probably going to blow those 15 years out of the water. Mm -hmm. Completely. And every year we're going to be learning something completely different. It's really – it's – I don't know if it's going to be for the good or if it's just going to be for the absolute worst. No. I don't know. Uh, I mean, again, I, I would argue it's it's not good. I
1: just – I'm looking at how you people use it, people behave. I, that's the only reason the economy is doing decent right now is because of technology. Mm-hmm. It's because people are so anxious. They need to have it now. They They don't even – use rational thinking they're so ingrained in this TikTok, i mean culture where you're constantly being fed ads you're constantly buying things online you're researching to buy things it's crazy man i mean the, the train's already left the station i'm someone that's very aware of it and i'll still catch myself doing dumb like just looking at nothing mm-hmm. or like i'm trust me i've wanted to i want to fuck online i want to look at porn i want to do all that stuff it's like man like oh my god like this shit is so potent it's so potent and it's again the most stimulating things our brains have ever encountered because we've never been able to be fed so much information so quickly and the amount of stimulus that creates in your frontal cortex is is phenomenal
0: i have a question for everybody the question that i have dating apps if you are using dating apps is do you think you are using responsibly or are you going on there just to smash something so, <laughs> well that's for guys or for attention for, i mean else, yeah so. yeah yeah i mean that's true it's to I mean, smash something if okay yeah <laughs> so a guy using it irresponsibly is just going on there to smash mm-hmm. a woman using it irresponsibly is going on there just for the intention now are you using it responsibly or irresponsibly can it's a real you? question well okay can,
1: can we i think also mm-hmm. is like you know, the fact men don't have to face rejection anymore. I mean, all these things and the, the amount of attention girls are getting. Again, it's not just dating apps. It's Instagram, too. Yeah. I think oh, Instagram is well, number one dating app. Yeah, we'll, we'll throw that in there for the listeners. Yeah, let us know what you think because, you know, again, I would argue it's very hard to control the reptilian mm-hmm. brain. And I think you've done a good job of it of, with, with what your interaction is. But it's good you're being mindful of that. And I'm, I don't know if you guys talked about that, of, uh, like, how absurd it is. You guys would never have met in real life. Definitely talked about that. That's
0: cool. Round it up sir. Yes. Uh, so if you do want to answer that question, hit us up on all the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, if you do have just some random questions. Or, some advice you would like to give out that you think other people would like to hear, go ahead and do the exact same thing. Hit us up on all the socials. We want to hear from everybody. We want to make this extremely interactive. If you have a story, hit us up. We all got something to say. So, thank you for listening. This has been Less Tech More Nick. I'm Devontae. And this is Eric. Bye bye. <laughs> Less Tech More Nick. Mm-hmm. Y'all hear what I say Let's take my neck For your mother and your brother We're gonna hear from Eric and Devontae. It's strange times And these are strange days And it's strange people Living strange ways So expect Let's take my neck